Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, always nice to have you company. It's episode 34 of the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, and you're very welcome to our series. And thank you so much for downloading us and hitting the subscribe button. And we hope very much you get some uh, great benefits from our various episodes in the Mrs. Mean Money Show series. Uh, Lindsay's back in the studio. Lindsay Cook, of course, is Mrs. Mean. Uh, Episode 34. Can you believe it, Mrs. Mean? I know. Doesn't time go quickly when you're having fun? <laughs> it really does. And are you still feeling mean? Oh, even more so. Okay. Even more so. Even more so. Well, let's talk about budget spring cleaning then, shall we? Because as the days get longer, and we are noticing a difference now, and the skies get brighter, but the bills still get bigger, don't they? So now's the time to let some daylight into our budgets. The importance, Mrs. Mean, of, of really checking everything and giving it a good old spring clean. Lots of us don't bother. We do our houses, you know, we uh, and our properties, we spring clean them, but we very rarely spring clean our finances, do we? We don't. And you know what? Just a couple of hours checking out regular spending can save hundreds of pounds and make you feel much happier. I mean, most people don't earn hundreds of pounds in a couple of hours, so they just feel they've done well by themselves. I'm at the moment channeling my inner Marie Kondo. She's a tidying up goddess. And I'm asking everyone to check all their regular spending and to ask, is it adding to my life? If it isn't, Cut the spending, yeah. then move on to occasional purchases. It really does work. Absolutely right. OK, well, lots to get through in today's podcast. We are going to be looking at uh, checking those bank accounts for regular payments, uh, working out the annual cost, uh, checking those interest rates. How often do you do that? Checking penalties, uh, looking at saving pots, uh, looking at price increases, and just sort of balancing up what's essential in your financial uh, diary, if you like. But let's uh, kick it off, Mrs Mean, with uh, those bank accounts for regular payments. How often should we be checking those? Well, I think you should set a little bit of time every month to look at different things. If you try and look at everything, you just get swallowed and swamped. If you do a little bit at a time, you can say, oh, that's £100. Oh, that's £45. Then may not be big. uh, And you may, if you spend a whole day at it, may save £1,000, but you'll be exhausted and won't want to look at them again. I've heard from a couple of our the followers of our podcast and they've sent me details of their successes via Mrs. Mean The first reckoned he'd saved more than four hundred and fifty pounds wow. in a little over an hour and is looking forward to checking whether more of his spending is adding to the joy of his life. First of all, he got specialist bike insurance because he got a fancy bike mm. and he checked out whether his home contents insurer would cover it. Yes, they would. So that saved him £12 a month. And then he decided, having listened to me, to move his insurance policy onto an annual basis. Instead of monthly payments, he saved a further £90. So that is £234 on insurance alone. He then thought his Audible account, which provides recorded books, 
each month. That cost him £7.99. And somehow he'd not read or listened to all the books and he decided to stop the account, knowing that if he ran out of literature, he could start it again. So a lot of these services, the streaming services, etc., you're not on a contract. You can close it for a month, close it for two months, going on holiday, close it for a month or whatever. But the monthly payments were £7.99 and that was costing him £95.88 a year. Lots of people who've got Amazon Prime, they pay £8.99 a month, which is £107.88. But if they pay up front, it's £95. Now, many of us are lured in. I've done it several times with a 30-day free trial, and I always remember to cancel it. But some people just mm. slip into paying £8.99 a month. And, you know, it, it's expensive when you do it like that. If you want the service, pay £95 and get it back. He then looked through his bank statement and he found his membership at the British Cycling Club or whatever it's called. He decided to cut that because he wasn't really getting benefit Mm. from it. So that was £44. And the last one he cut saying, well, there isn't going to be an election this year, so I'm going to cut my Labour Party membership. (laughs) He cut that, that, did he? Okay. And that's £5.25 a month and that's £63 a year. And he said, well, if there's an election or something happens, I will join again. They won't turn me away. Mm. So it's those sort of things all together. And that came out at about £450. That's amazing. But you know, Mrs Mead, it is so easy to let those subscriptions, particularly subscriptions, roll on year after year. And you sort of just assume that you want them. But, you, you know, it takes physical energy to actually go through your bank statements, your online statements, your paper statements, if they come through the post, and tick off what you don't need anymore. But it is so easy, as we've said, I think, on previous podcasts in this uh, series, to just let those subscriptions roll over and roll over. Uh, And you end up paying through the nose for it, don't you? You can. And a lot of people have magazine subscriptions that they take out and they're enthusiastic about but after a time they may find they don't open the magazine Mm. once it's arrived and i watch that my husband has a magazine subscription and i always hand it to him when it comes in the post and unfortunately he reads it every fortnight or every week and therefore i can't cancel it (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for that to mrs mean all about saving you cash on the mrs mean money show podcast check interest rates interest is not always obvious is it mrs mean Well, no, and I call this interest, but if you're paying Amazon Prime monthly, the effect is an extra £12.88 a year or 13.5% more. So again, with car insurance, pay in one go. It's the cheapest and the easiest way to do it if you can. If you start paying over 12 months, then you can be paying up to 39% more. The average comprehensive car insurance is £629, and 39% is the most expensive of the rates I could find. But that could add £245 to your insurance fees. So they don't tell you the annual percentage rate of charge very prominently. It's somewhere in the documentation, but you have to think about it. It's usually cheaper to put the annual premium on your credit card because they don't charge most of us 39%. And if you get it on your credit card, you may be able to pay it off in three or four months rather than going the full 12 months. Mm. It's even better 
if you can get an interest-free credit card. Now, these are available currently, giving you up to 35 months to pay off the total of money transferred to the cards. You have to pay off the debt before the end of the term or you have a hefty interest rate. You can check whether you're eligible for them by looking at a credit card (laughs) eligibility website, such as Money Supermarket. There are loads of these. Check these. Experian, the credit reference agency, put out a report in the last month saying that 15.6 million credit card holders may be able to save £1,000 a year on interest rate payments by switching to 0% interest purchase and balance transfer cards. So it's worth trying. Mm. But do it on the eligibility websites because then the market can't see what you're asking about and they don't know and they can't downgrade your credit rating. But it's worth trying. There is a fee up front for an interest-free credit card. It's about 2 to 3%, but a lot cheaper than um, paying normal interest or paying the extra on mm. paying for insurance or other things. So it's there and it's worth doing. Even if you go to a normal credit card, that is going to be cheaper than paying higher rates on uh, insurance and things like that. So it's check it out, look at the figures and do your best to save. That brings us nicely then, Mrs. Meal, on to interest rates themselves. People that are paying mortgages usually know what the interest rate is on their loan, don't they? They do. And if they're on a fixed rate, which most mortgage borrowers are, it won't change every time the interest rates go up. But those on tracker rates or variable rates, their mortgage rates have gone up 10 times in the last 15 months. So all borrowers need to know what interest rate they're paying and to research to find out where they can get the rates cheaper elsewhere. If a home buyer is struggling and it's not possible to get a cheaper deal, then all borrowers should talk to their lender to find out if they can extend the period of their mortgage a lot of people when they take the mortgage out it's 25 years Mm. but they mostly can extend up to 40 years now you pay more over the term of the mortgage but you reduce your monthly payments by 100 pounds or more and that gives you breathing space and when your finances are a little bit better you can go back to 25 year mortgages you can reduce the term you can extend the term so it's worth trying and Know what the interest rates are. Don't go into an overdraft at 40% if your credit card is charging you 20%. Keep control of what you're paying. Don't just let things happen. It's the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast with you, Glenn Thompson and Mrs Mean herself, Lindsay Cook. We're taking a look at budget spring cleaning today. And still to come, checking those penalties, looking at savings pots, price increases, and just balancing up what is essential. But next up, Mrs Mean, we're going to take a look at those penalties, aren't we? And lots of people incur penalties by being disorganised. They don't even realise what they cost and they also damage your credit profile. If you miss a payment on your credit card, it stays on your credit record for six years. Now, its biggest influence is just after you've missed the payment because the banks and other people recognise that two or three years later, you're probably a a much safer pair of hands, but it's on your record for six years. So if you've got a credit card, put a direct debit up to Mm. pay the full amount off or a fixed amount each month, at least pay the minimum off each month so that you are not going to get a penalty for not paying. And if you have a direct debit, there is still a chance that if you've got so little in your current account that the debit bounces back, well, you need to sort that out. But overall, you can remove the risk of losing your favourable interest rate 
and paying a penalty because you've missed a payment. You may think your monthly credit payments are improving your life, but if you don't pay them, then your life is going to become more troubled. Mm. So, yes, they pay for all the nights out, etc., but you have to recognise that if you don't pay them, there can be trouble. Now, more and more of the buy now, pay later are charging interest. Klarna, which is the biggie of these, has not charged for missed payments, but now it's going to charge individual customers up to £10 for missed payments. So that's another cost that you may have, and it's by carelessness for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I used to know somebody who used to go to the bank once a month to pay his credit card bill over the counter. Bit of an old-fashioned guy, as you can imagine. <laughs> he did this, and... I can remember sitting with him, having lunch, and he said, oh, I haven't paid my credit card bill. I'll get a penalty. Getting Why very panic-stricken, doing- yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you doing this? You sort your finances out, get things up and running so that you avoid that. Be in control of your finances. Absolutely right. Okay, uh, let's move on then and take a look at how important it is to have maybe a bit of a saving pot, Mrs Mean. I mean, current cost of living crisis, it's hard for a lot of people to save anything, isn't it? Because it's all going on energy and food bills and what have you. But uh, the importance of a savings pot. Now, these are provided by banking apps and they make it really easy for people to, every month, decide what they need to spend. And it's so that you don't just get hit by things when they happen. You Mm. don't think, oh, insurance is in April, car insurance is in May. Oh, my goodness, I've got a couple of bad months ahead. You work out how much income you have. This is what our other listener sent me a long message about. He says that he has about 20 savings pots, which sounds excessive until you start looking at what he puts in them. It's for his car insurance, his council tax. Well, his council tax it happens automatically, but it's so that things are there. And too many of us let birthdays and holidays and Christmas take us by surprise. Yeah. If you plan for a number of birthdays, and this is what this um, listener was saying, puts in so much for birthdays, Mother's Day, nice boy. And <laughs> car, you know, it's your MOT, it's your service charges. He puts money aside for what he calls emergency call-out. So his washing yeah. machine goes wrong, his oven goes wrong, he gets a flat tyre. He doesn't do everything separately, but it's having a little emergency pot. And if you don't call on it, at the end of the year, you've got a little bit of savings there to put away somewhere. He gets interest on these savings pots, not massive interest, but a little bit. But if a monthly spend, say on your insurance, is less than you expect... You don't say, I'll pocket that and I'll spend it on a night out. You put it into a savings pot for next year or for the next thing that's Mm. coming along. You try and keep control so that you don't have lucky little bits of extra money. Now, I'm a great one for free money, but in these times, people have to keep on top of things. And it might be that by getting all your things on, you know, you're not paying interest on your insurance and you're not paying interest on other things, that you have a bit more money and you might be able to save towards whether it's buying a flat or a deposit on a property or whatever it is. So it's really useful. And Monzo, Starling, a lot of the other banking apps will help you set these up and they really work well. Even with historically high inflation, price increases can take us by surprise. Supermarkets, the prices go up. But 
quite a lot of people have been caught out this year with their mobile and their uh, broadband bills. They did all the research, got the best deal, and then they've been told that their annual fees are going up by 17% in April. So if you're out of contract, you Mm. can negotiate a better deal. And if you're not out of contract, you can Put it out in your diary when you are going to be out of contract and negotiate a better rate. Our follower said that his bill was going up by £4. He was out of contract. Not a lot, £4 on your mobile bill. Mm. But he contacted the company and was able to save £9 a month. The company's retention team made sure he did not leave the company. There are lots of people, they work really hard. Mm. And some people will say £4 a month, that's nothing. But he did that. It adds up. It adds up. And on broadband, you might have a landline in there. Do you use your landline? My landline is not adding to the quality of my life. It generally is used by one of my sons when he's ringing up to moan about something. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather he did it on his, on his mobile. But with mobiles, work out, are you paying for too much data? A lot of people in years gone past have paid big penalties because they overshot uh, their data allowance each month. Now, it's much easier because your data rolls over and mm. things like that nowadays. So... Quite often, people are paying for much more data than they need. It's worth looking at what you use, and it's not adding to your life if you're paying too much uh, for a buffer for your data. Absolutely right. Okay. And working out what is essential, Mrs. Mean, this is vitally important. Once that initial quick win has been achieved in your budget, it's time to start reorganising your spending, isn't it? Yeah, we all need a mobile phone, but do we need the latest model? When we're looking for groceries, do we need the brand leader? Can we try with other things? Can we reduce the number of vegetables we have with a meal? Or can we cut down the amount of meat we have with a meal? So it's a matter of what's essential, what do you really want? Now, over the years when I've done financial workshops, I've come across a lot of people who I've worked out what their annual coffee consumption is from the local coffee shop. And it's often been north of £700 a year. And they think they're going to give it up. And then they say, no, I really need that coffee. So we'll work hard. We have what we really need. But we should be able to choose. Maybe some people might decide, rather than throwing away leftovers from supper, that they'll take it in in a plastic box for their lunch, or they'll have it at home from a plastic box. Some days a week we do get the meal deal, Mm. but do we really need the cake? Know what you're spending. I think that contactless cards are the devil's work, because people go into a supermarket or a coffee shop and they just tap and they really don't know what they're spending. Well, they lull you into this sort of false sense of security, don't they, in a Mm. weird sort of way? Yeah. We work hard. Lots of people work hard. They get home from work exhausted. Now, when that happens, should we give in and order a takeaway? Maybe we should set some rules for ourselves and say, well, I work this hard. I earn this much. I can afford a takeaway a week Mm. or I can afford one a month. But know what you're doing. Not every night. Oh, the football's on. I'll have a pizza. And I did see that one pizza firm had enormous pizza sales during the World Cup. So it works. Gym membership is very expensive. It's even more expensive if you don't use it. So keep a tally on what value you're getting. Would you be better off running in the street or doing freeletics at home? So it's making sure you get value for your money. Does the plant you buy when you're shopping brighten your living room, give you sufficient joy to justify the spend, or does it die after two days because you've forgotten to water it? You've got to just work out what's essential. 
All right, Mrs. Mean, good stuff. That's all about saving you money. We all have that sort of guilty spending moment, though, don't we? How can we control that? Well, it depends on your income and what your long-term aims are. Some people, it's a late-night online spending spree or going out with friends and having drinks, etc. But it's not saying going out with friends and having drinks and a meal is bad and you should never do it. Did you enjoy it? Is it the amount that makes you feel bad? If so, you could next time tell your colleagues, well, I want to come with you, but I don't think I can afford the meal as well. Or you can say, I enjoyed it so much, I'm going to put so much aside each week so that in my pot I've got some going out with my mate's money. (laughs) And it's that sort of thing. You know, you check your bills and be honest with yourself. All right, Mrs. Mean, thank you so much for that. The Budget Spring Clean podcast is what you've been listening to today. If there's one little takeaway, and we talk about takeaways just now, uh, that we could grab from today's podcast, what would your top tip be, Mrs. Mean? Well, I think even though our credit card bills and our bank statements are all online now, we should check them regularly and our buy now, pay later bills. They should be checked and be honest with yourself. Was that spending essential? Was it making you really happy and really worthwhile and next month you won't think twice about it because it was such a joyful thing or is it making you feel guilty i am always amazed by the number of people who got lots of clothes in their wardrobes that make them feel guilty they bought them on a payday high Mm. or late at night and too many people have clothes that they've never worn and i think if you've got that situation you can start selling them But overall, just think about it. Mm. I bought a black pair of trousers last month. Do I need another black pair of trousers? Retail therapy is called that because it makes us feel good. You know, if you've got something you can't send back when you decide when you Mm. get home, actually, I can't afford this or I don't really need this. We've got to discipline ourselves so that we don't go out with enablers. In every group, you've got somebody who loves to shop vicariously because you are the one who's spending. They're getting the enjoyment out of the spending, Mm. but they don't spend any money themselves. (laughs) Exactly. They always stand at the back of the bar, don't they? You're getting the next round in then. Yeah, OK. They never do. Never put their hand in their pocket to uh, to buy a round in the pub. Mind you, it's expensive to get a round in the pub these days. I can't remember the last time I did. Uh, Mrs. Mean, thank you so much for that. Fascinating podcast today. Do check out the other podcasts in our series. Uh, We look at childcare costs, mobile and broadband costs. We take a look at some making ends meet. We look at cars, selling stuff. You might have an attic or a drawerful or a, a garage full of stuff that you think, oh, I'm going to take that to the tip. Sift through it first because there could well be some stuff in there worth some money. Cost of babies, how to complain correctly. Price comparison websites, loads of great money-saving tips in our series, Mrs. Mean. And if you've got an idea, do get in touch. Contact details on how you can get in touch with Mrs. Mean coming up in just a moment. But uh, we always look forward to hearing from people, don't we? Absolutely. And as I say, I've had a couple of people contact me and I want to hear people's successes or Mm. things that have gone wrong for them as well. Or if I have covered a, a topic and I haven't answered their questions, ask me. I may not know the answer. Um, Mrs. Mead loves a challenge, don't you? You like a challenge. I like a challenge, and I will try and find out for people if there's something they want to know about. Lovely. Lindsay Cook is Mrs. Mean. Mrs. Mean, just do one thing for me. Stay mean, won't you? Of course. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button.
Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button. Thank you.